Nick Kiprios here, and we need to talk New Energy. New Energy is a great-tasting, chewable tablet I carry everywhere. Whether I'm broadcasting a late-night doubleheader or going to an early-morning pickup skate, New Energy is, hands down, my go-to to help promote alertness, wakefulness, and relief fatigue with only ingredients I love. Look for the orange stick at a retailer near you, or look for my webpage at getnewenergy.com slash Kiprios. That's getneuenergy.com slash Kiprios. This product may not be right for you. Always read and follow the link. What is up, World Hockey Report with Cody and Adam coming to you? Well, it's uh, starting your week, Monday morning. We are almost at Christmas. Trout, I know you uh, went through final season. How was that? You survive? Oh, barely, man. Still got one more on on the twenty first or something, but three finals in like forty hours, absolute grind. Did you bomb any of them? Like like really bomb? Like like don't tell your parents; they won't listen to this episode. But like, how bad? Probably the one. Like, I don't even know if I bombed it, but just talking to a couple people after, they just all agreed it wasn't even doable. Like. You know how like a, a final or a test could be it could be easy, but you're just like, Oh yeah, like things weren't going my way, like this one wasn't even doable, so I don't even know if I can say I bombed it. That's the worst. I remember like you'd just go through a test and you'd be like, ah, I don't think I did too bad. You get it back, it's like a forty. You're like, What the heck? Like, yeah. Was I even in this class this year? No giving away free tickets is gonna get you out of it. Just gotta sit there in shame. Hopefully you don't have to retake yeah. it. Doing a victory lap, oh my goodness. Could you imagine being one of those kids in high school that had to like go back a year because you like just slacked off? No, I couldn't imagine. Cause you'd have to be a different kind of person to slack off in, in high school of all places. I could see you kind of being a nerd. You're, you were a smart kid. What, what type of grades did you pull off in high school? Oh, I was like, I was like an 80s guy in high school. Like that's That's pretty average for high school, I think. It's not the... The Great Distinction 95 stuff that some people are pulling off, but whatever. Wow, 80s isn't that bad. Okay, let's get to some hockey stuff, of course. I don't even know if I introdu- introduced you yet or not, but I mean, it's the kid. It's Adam. Hey, my name's Adam. Yeah, n- nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on the pod. Uh, nice to have you. Uh, let's talk some NHL buzzing week. Thank goodness the Oilers lost. Um, but the big one, dude, the Philadelphia Flyers. We all watched that game against the Flames. What a dumpster fire. That team's garbage. They're riding on the back of Stolars, and they still can't even pick up a win. I'm surprised you said uh, riding on the back of the goalie and Philadelphia in the same same sentence. But I don't know. I think, well, I don't want to be the guy to blame, that blames the coach because you don't really know what he says and type of coach he is, obviously. But the players look pretty disinterested. Like they're just waiting for a shoe to drop or waiting for him to get fired. Or for example, in Wayne Simmons case for him to get traded or something like that. They're just, oh, they, they, they're a checked out hockey team. Like a hockey team that's fully committed to winning does not give up three goals in a minute 30 to lose a game in overtime. You try to sound like Mark Savard right now or what? Well, no, I don't have, 50 mil in my bank account. Ah, oh, damn. Thought, thought you might have, thought you might have, but he loved that checked out thing. And 
he was just like, oh, Oilers checked out of McClellan. Yeah, he's got to go. Then as soon as it happens, he's like, I'm the reason he got fired. You know, I'm so I'm so much smarter than any child coaches. Kick rocks. Yeah, no, that's, I don't think they're, they're Hackstall fans. But yet again, I mean, that team's just underperforming on every level. And they really haven't been built that good. Like, you know, sure, Provorov's a pretty nasty defenseman. Like, uh, Nolan Patrick could still be decent. I don't even know if he's a Bat and Barzell or anything. But, uh, I mean, you got Carter Hart coming up. Really, other than that, like, Voracek's not getting any younger. Couture's not getting any younger. Um, Wayne Simmons, he's just waiting for the phone call. Get his bags packed and get out of there. Yeah, and for our OG listeners, Carter Hart's not a Flames prospect. Oh, dude, that's funny. I remember that. Who? What was their name? Who was it? Like, Dude, it was a crazy person, wasn't it? That was just ripping us for something? Yeah, I don't know. They, they, they came at us on Twitter because we had some take that Edmonton had no good prospects or Calgary didn't have good prospects. And she's like, what are you talking about? They have Carter Hart. And I was, no, he's, <laughs> he's a Flyers prospect. I do. That was a lot. That's definitely OG stuff right there. Yeah, that was uh, that was the old Twitter warrior days. We've been pretty good lately, eh? Like, haven't picked too many fights. I had a couple I of troops had... there. The one person was saying something stupid the other day. I don't even remember what it was about. It was something like, uh, "Oh, geez, I'm totally drawing a blank right now." But uh, yeah, I, I like our James Neal stuff. I mean, some people have hot takes there. Don't always get along. Yeah. Um, well, I had some people coming at me. But the Leafs Lightning game on Twitter. Oh, top, Tarasenko, Tarasenko, t- that was the one. That was the one recently. Tarasenko. Yeah, was, I guess two, two. Anyways, we'll we'll get to Tarasenko in a bit. But yeah, I had some people about the Leafs Lightning game just because I was like, well, what other league has the top two teams playing and you can't see it on TV? Like, for example, NBA Raptors Warriors play yesterday. It's on nationally in Canada, obviously cause it's a Raptors game, but. It's on nationally in the States because they're the top two teams. But in the hockey world, if you're not from Toronto, you're not going to be able to see the top two teams play or, well, I guess Ontario. But anyways, um, yeah, people are like, oh, you cheap-ass buy NHL center ice and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm not paying 200 bucks to watch a game in December. I mean, it, it should just be on. It should be a given. Um, back to the Flyers, though, it's, it's so weird because – They've had pretty decent picks in the top 15 of the draft, but they're never really star players. Um, Nolan Patrick, I did a redraft the other day. I think he's going sixth or seventh in that draft. Like if you're doing a redraft with, you know, Pedersen, Heischer, Heskinen, Kale McCarr, uh, Natchez, of course, um, he's probably going a little later in that draft, which it sucks for him. And But I think on his line yesterday, who was it? Uh, Michael Roffel, who's been a what a career third liner, like he doesn't really seem like he's in the situations right now to be a productive player. And fair enough. I mean, you know, you can only expect so much from guys when they are put in that position. But for a like a second overall pick, you do expect more. And I mean, he could have very well have gone first overall if he was playing that season. Like you know, has a good season. What do you do? He break his leg? What was wrong? I forget. Nobody knew for the longest time. I want to say, no, he, it wasn't like 
uh, visual injury that you could actually see. Um, it was something with his back or shoulders, just like a weird thing that like a hernia type thing, like where you just, he just said like, you can never really know what it was or when it was going to get better type thing. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, he only played like 40, I think 30 some games that year and missed the world juniors. That's a tough one. We're definitely get some world junior talking though later on, but yet again, the whole Tarasenko thing. I know you wanted to talk about the blues, but yeah, we had a lady come at us. That was kind of like, like, Oh, don't make fun of Tarasenko. Like, yo, he's, he's a, still an NHL star. Like I didn't say he wasn't They're like, well, what's wrong with them? Um, maybe he was like a minus nine in his past five games with zero points and three shots. Not exactly star caliber. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine you're like, you're expected to be one of the top players in your whole division. And you go two games in a row without a shot, hundred twenty minutes. Yeah, and what type of what, what type of player is he? Is a shooter? I know it's, it's insane. So when someone's going to say what's wrong with him, or you know, it just doesn't make any sense. People don't do their research. People just love it because they've got a jersey of him or something. Yeah, and I guess we'll transition to the Blues now. Enough of the enough of the Flyers. Uh, it's so weird though because. They sign all those guys, O'Reilly, uh, Tyler Bozak. I don't, the Bozak one's a bit of a head-scratcher for me. I guess the O'Reilly one was a trade, but David Perron, Patrick Maroon. Which one of those players is flying down the ice in a fast NHL today? Yeah, it ain't Patty Maroon. He's just going to sit in front of the net, and the only way he was getting points is with McDavid feeding on little backdoor taps like what Chason's doing exactly. Yeah, and... Bozak's like I think he's transitioned on a good team he's a third line PK guy not a five million dollar player to get 40 points uh Perron was scratched in the playoffs last year in Vegas and went back to St. Louis and then O'Reilly's been their best player but you look at him they said everybody's on or everybody's able to be moved well you just traded for him in the summer you know yeah, it just it was a weird time, and I mean, we talked about it before on previous podcasts. It made no sense why they decided to build for now when they were just like adding like their top pieces instead of teams like Winnipeg and Nashville, even Colorado that had those top pieces in place already, and they're just adding supporting cast, right? Whereas like St. Louis is basically adding their high end talent, except for Tarasenko and well. Peter Angelo, Petrangelo, whatever. Yeah, and even even Shen too. I mean, the thing with Tarasenko is he doesn't really drive the play. Like, if you're trading for him, it's obviously a blockbuster deal. But you better be playing him with the right guys because, as as I heard somebody say the other day, he's a one a one shot player. Like he gets one shot in the offensive zone, and there's a chance if it doesn't go in, and if it doesn't go in for a couple of games, then you're talking well. He's not scoring. What's he doing? Because he's not really blocking shots in the D zone and saving goals. He's actually probably costing you goals. Um, the guy who I really like and I think teams should try and get is Pareko. Like three years, five and a half million, stud player. Former like, why mob. Why would try and get him? Yeah, I think he's from from Edmonton area, so maybe yeah. the Oilers could sack up and get him. But they can't yeah, I don't him. know what St. Louis they. They got a couple of guys, and but everyone always rips Jake Allen. He's actually played pretty well lately. It's just 
now that things are so bad that everyone looks to Jake Allen and says, well, what are you doing? Jake Allen's never going to be that NHL elite goaltender that everyone wants him to. He's got too much pressure. He's a goaltender that needs a very solid backup. But yet again, Allen's really never proven himself in playoffs. And that's why I put him in the Brian Elliott category. Well, and it also kind of is a little strange how he took a week away from the team because he lost his confidence. Like, how often do you hear a guy just skipping town and not going on a road trip because he wasn't having fun or something like that? Man, if they let me do that, every time we're playing a top team, I'm out. Janet does not want to get shelled. That seems like the dream, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at it, and I think he just left them like hung out to dry with Phoenix Copley playing for them. Yeah, I thought and so. And I believe I St. Louis is at this point his former world junior goalie, Jordan Bennington, because Jake or uh, Chad Johnson was put on waivers the other day. Yeah, I did see that. I heard they called up Bennington. Um, yeah, well, what the hell? I was going to say something about Copley. Oh, no, I was going to say a group hour from uh, Washington's old backup. I totally forgot he was in Colorado now. So Yeah, he was traded to get rid of the Brooks Orpik contract. Yeah, no, I totally forgot about that, though. And then randomly I just saw him in. I was like, what the hell? He's on Colorado? And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should have paid attention this summer when we were kind of doing podcasts about that stuff. Yes, exactly. Now, uh, let's move on a little bit. Enough of uh, Philly. Well, we kind of talked about the Flames a little bit. I mean, dude, how ridiculous are their third periods? They're not ending. I mean, their their plus minus goal differential is like twenty six or twenty seven now. It's insane in the third period. Yeah, and I saw a stat the other day. It's they're with their net empty. They're outscoring teams five to three or something like that. That's pretty impressive. Like, how many teams have a positive? That's a po- yeah. How many teams have a positive goal differential with their net empty? I don't think any. But yeah, well, it's so weird though too because everyone wants to compare them to the year that uh, Yuri Hoodler was on the top line with Monahan and Gaudreau. I believe that was 2015, maybe 2016. I lose my dates, but the year they beat Vancouver in six games and they had all those third period comebacks. There's like a 20 minute video on YouTube of it. And it's actually pretty sweet. But Monaghan was asked about that on After Hours earlier this year, and he said, well, I think we're a different team because, you know, that team you'd kind of expect to lose and you'd find yourself, you know, later in the game. This team, he said, we're expecting to win every game. And it hasn't gone that way. I'm sure they're not happy that they're putting themselves in a in a hole almost every game, but they definitely have the firepower to come back. And do you think Flames fans, media, everyone kind of jump back on the Smith Riddick bandwagon too quick of like, oh man, the Flames goaltending set. Like these are the guys, they just got to get back in their rhythm. Like, do you think everyone jumped on that a little bit too quick? Because not to be too critical, but I do think people overreacted with Smith having a few games, Riddick having a good start. Like, that doesn't full season. I mean, true colors show eventually. Exactly, and no team has ever won the Stanley Cup rotating two goalies. And if somebody says Pittsburgh, I'll say that the one was hurt and the other one was Bark andre Fleury, who's went to like two cups in the last three years. But Riddick, I think Riddick's their guy. I mean, you look at Smith, he's flopping all over the place on every puck. I know you're obviously the goalie guy, but 
the fourth goal yesterday when Dale Weiss scored. It was like he's cheating across the ice on a play that hadn't even been made yet. Yeah, he's overthinking it. I mean, that's, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know what? If you're not comfortable, you're just going to start overthinking plays. You're going to start guessing. I mean, that's why I feel like he gets beat on a lot of shots where he's overthinking, like, a tip or a backdoor pass. And, I mean, he's sitting on the goal line. Shots coming from about 75 feet out. I don't like seeing that as a goalie. And that's that's really why I don't feel comfortable. Like, you know, if someone's going to be like, oh, Smith is an NHL elite goaltender, that'll take the Flames to the Stanley Cup final. I'm not sold on that. Not at all. I think I'm more sold on Riddick at this point because he hasn't really, like, I think this year he's had what? I think he's had one one bad game this year, and that was the Columbus game, which they ended up winning. But I'd say Riddick is our guy and that you let Smith play, and if Riddick falters a little bit, you know, give him a couple games off. But I do think that Riddick's, Riddick's a guy. You look at Smith last year, and after his injury wasn't the same, and this year he hasn't really played great other than those four or five games. I'd agree with that. And I just want to reiterate that I was the one who introduced Adam to David Riddick. Uh, not a big deal. Janner, the scout. Uh, another key. Oh, actually, before we get that, I totally yeah. forgot. We do have a guest coming on. My old roommate, Curtis Whitney. We got some good stories coming up. Not going to want to miss that one. Uh, Edmonton Oilers talk. They're rolling. A little bit of a bump in Winnipeg. But yet again, like, you know, it's kind of what we expect when McDavid is literally carrying the team. They're going to win some games. If he doesn't show up or if a team covers them too well, they're done. I mean, they're a garbage hockey team aside from their top line. Yeah, but I'd say my response to that is you look at the last couple of games, Jujar Kara has six in his last seven. Darnell Nurse has five in his last four, I think, which has got to be a career high. I don't even know if he had five points in three months last year. But, yeah, I mean, McDavid's obviously the engine. You At this point, though, you kind of look at any team, like what happens if you take uh, Nate McKinnon out of Colorado's lineup? They're probably not a very good team. Rantanen is what nasty. What happens if you take... Yeah, but, I mean, him and Landis Gogler... I don't think they're having the seasons without uh, Nate. Um, you saw uh, Taylor Hall last year in Jersey. If he's not there, they're not a playoff team. And just like Bergeron in Boston, I know they've played okay lately, but that's a big hole. Like it's a 25-minute player essentially. Yeah, he's ridiculous. I mean, shut down stuff. There's nothing like him. Still a big Brad Marchand guy if we're going to talk uh, Boston's finest. But yeah, like Oilers... I get it. I still think everything does go through McDavid in a sense of, I mean, what we were talking about, the same Juju Kara thing as like with uh, the Islanders last year. You know, it's Barzell playing behind Tavares. He's not getting the other team's top defensive shutdown like lines. He's not getting their top defensive pairings. You know, it's just a little bit easier. And it's all because of that top-end player, right? And I get it. Every team's got that. Every team has that benefit of, you know, they've got those secondary scores who can come in. But realistically, with McDavid playing 25 minutes a night, it's at a whole new level for Edmonton. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, the Barzell one, obviously, like, cares not Barzell, but he's still a pretty good player. And 
fun fact about him, he's one of the only Oilers mid-round picks to ever make their team in about 15 years. So good for him. How about the job that, yeah, how about the job that Josh Morrissey did on McDavid tonight? I mean, you speak of other teams' top defense pairings, and the Morrissey, uh, I believe he plays with uh, Truba. The Morrissey-Truba pairing as a shutdown pairing is one of the best in the league because, you know, I've seen Morrissey play quite a few games ever since he was in PA, and then he had the long playoff run with uh, with Kelowna, but he's a hell of a player and, and very underrated too. I kind of see Truba being a little crybaby. I mean, I, I have heard that about him from buddies that played against with. But, uh, yeah, Morrissey's ridiculous. And speaking of contract-wise over the summer, how is Morrissey in the same categories? Darnell Nurse? Like, I get it, Nurse has been scoring this year. They're not pretty goals. Like, it's not like we're going to be like, oh, Darnell Nurse is a pure score. No, like, these two are put in a similar category. And if you got to take your pick, you're taking Morrissey any day. Oh, my goodness. Like, his speed, he's a strong kid. He's he's mean. He's got that nastiness to him. I like it. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously you're taking Morrissey, but that's just the the uh the byproduct of the CBA. Um he's the uh, him and Nurse, you know, they just want to take bridge deals to not really the team's not betting on them, so they're just gonna take some less money now. Like I'm sure they could have both signed long term deals, but probably not for the AAV they expect to be getting in, in a couple years when those deals are up. Okay. On TV right now, I'm watching San Jose. Their power play? Oh my goodness. I get it. They're not a fast team. They're really underperforming. But Carlson, Burns, Pavelski, like Thornton, they move the puck around. Incredible. What other team have you seen that can do like... Does Eric Carlson still look wrong? Yeah, he does. He he's not moving great. He has like half an eye. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there is probably something to that. But yet again, just how they move the puck. My goodness. What's the best power play unit? Do you think of like the past ten years? Washington. Yeah, true. Like like you're meaning Washington of recent. Washington's well, even Washington of old, really, I mean you like it's a given like because it used to be Mike Green at the top of there and I guess 2008 to like 2012. And it used to be Green at the top. And then Backstrom was still on the half wall. And even Ribeiro was down low. And I know that he's... Ribeiro was a loser. A piece of shit human. He's a piece of shit human and, and stuff like that. But he, he, was a, he was a really skilled player when he played. And now you look at their power play. Like it's... There's in Winnipeg's, I think it's similar, but I'd say Washington's is more unstoppable because you know they got Backstrom and Kuznetsov rotating on the half one kind of beside the net, and no nobody goes to them because they know if they go to them, they're leaving somebody open. Uh, Carlson at the top, I think he had sixty some points last year, and then Ovechkin on that side. We don't have to talk about it because it's it's an automatic. But teams like. Most teams run the umbrella play, and they have a shooter in the middle. But the Flames have James Neal in the middle on a second power play unit with Derek Ryan and Austin Zarnick and Sam. How Dan. bad was that power play? He's not play? touching the puck. He's not even getting a sniff of the puck in the middle of the ice. You can see he's trying to work for it, but the puck's not coming there. In Washington, 
and I saw a video of this in the summer at the prospects camp. They're going through video, and they said TJ Oshie's the best in the league at getting open in the middle. And I mean, when Backstrom's landing a three foot saucer pass right on the right on the stick, it's it's hard to argue that. But yeah, Washington's power play just has so many options where it's just you're confident that each player on that power play is making the right play. Even Trout could land a couple of one tees in the middle there. He's got Oshie uh, or Backstrom uh, yeah. seeing him. I always thought it was a little bit weird there watching yeah. the, the Flames versus Flyers last week where, yeah, Derek Ryan on that side, just it didn't feel right. Like he's not a pure shooter. He's not really a passer. It made no sense why they wouldn't just kick out James Neal over there. Like, I mean, James Neal's got a good shot. He wasn't getting anything off from the middle, as you said. Why not set him up on the side? Or at least he can rip a couple. Give him a chance. He's, like, useless there right now. They just work it around the side and, and maybe funneling through to the net, but it's not kind of Yeah, you got Zarnik shooting a little fadeaway snapshot from the top of the circles. It's it's a useless play if you yeah, got no I, one in front I of the net, like, that. screening. And even in that sense, it's easy to block. Yeah, I don't really get that, but Neil's had a tough go, but I don't think he's going to continue shooting, like, 2% all year. How about a little bit of uh, lighter one? How about that dude in the AHL? His name's like Sauceman or something. That big bearded dude. Have you seen all the Colton Sauceman? Have you seen all those videos? Yeah, I'll have to ask uh, Linda about him just to see what he's what he's like. No shit, he plays on. on he pod. actually plays on Utica. Well, he's on a PTO in Utica. Oh, okay, was he grinding it up? But he scored was the he other gr- night. I saw that one dude. Dude, the guy's got a bomb. Was he was he grinding out in the coast or what? Oh, yeah, I'd assume so. Or maybe he just didn't have a spot at the start of the year and. They're taking a look at him. I don't, I don't That's know. That's hilarious. He looks like a guy who's who's battled. Yeah, I know, dude. He looks grizzled for sure. But yet again, beauty name. Also, I mean, I know, hey, maybe you watch a couple other sports. That football dude from North Dakota, guy named Easton Stick. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. There's been a couple dude, of those. What a name. Easton Stick. Or maybe or maybe there's just somebody recognizing him last year. Could, could you imagine that? Like, Why didn't he play hockey? I know kids a loser, obviously, but what would your what were your parents thinking? Like they'd have no recollection of anything hockey wise to name you Easton Stick. Yeah, or unless they're big hockey fans. I mean, North Dakota's a decent hockey market. I don't know if he's actually from there though, right? Like that's just where he goes to school. Yeah, but still, like what? Yeah, I mean, but if you're if you're playing if you're playing football in North Dakota, you'd assume that they're somewhere. Somewhere close to there. True. Just seems weird. Like, like oh, my kid's name's like Bauer Supreme or something. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, that, yeah. that Sauce Man guy's cool. Beauty story. Seems like a funny guy. Uh, let's throw it off to another funny guy now. We got my uh, old roommate coming on, Curtis Whitney. Join now. Finally got him on the pod. Former roommate. Kid was a stud. Uh, probably has like, some minor hockey records in Boyle. I would uh, almost guarantee that. I think he's got a couple of rings, too. Uh, wouldn't be too surprised. Also, good friend, Curtis Whitney. Joining the pod, how's it going, buddy? Oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Oh, great. As always, you, you keeping busy? You're still up in, in Cold Lake, then? Yeah, still living the dream out in Cold Lake here. What a, get much better. what a place, what a place. You still playing any hockey or no? Just a little bit uh, C-League in town here. It's actually not too bad. I mean, you play uh, 30, 
30 games. You got refs, suspensions, everything, and no hitting, but it's uh, it's actually pretty fun. 30 games? 30, yeah, 30 games in playoffs, man. Holy, that's that's pretty funny. I, I didn't know it was that many for, whatever, for C-League. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's. Uh, I was surprised too, it's actually a lot of fun. You ditch the senior lifestyle, eh, though, just yaks and that stupid travel, eh? it's too much. Oh, man, like, we were going, our closest game is three hours away, like, it's like Eckville, Baysland, Sylvan Lake this year, Morinville, White Court, like, it's crazy to travel. That's a joke, and especially if you're not getting, like, paid half decent, eh? Kind of no, I mean, you got treated all right. They take you get the bus and you get a free meal, but like, I mean, it takes up a lot of your time, right? Like all your weekends, and yeah, like the travel just sucks. Dude, I was making three fifty a game playing senior. A free meal ain't doing it for me. That's <laughs> not gonna happen, dude. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's let's take it back though a little bit about you. I mean, you just played house league your entire life, essentially in Boyle. How bad did you rip it up? Like honestly, like. Not, not not like to knock on your teammates and boil, but I'm sure they kind of sucked compared to you. Like you just lit it up, eh? And then all of a sudden, one year they're like, "I'll just come play midget trips." Yeah, yeah. No, growing up, I mean, I was probably a hat trick a game at least. Uh, like second year Panem, <laughs> I actually had 99 goals in 37 games. Holy and then, like uh, second year midget, I had 64 points in 17 league games. They had all the stats on the NEA. HL or whatever website, but uh, yeah, definitely different man. Going over to Midget AAA, I was I went from doing end to ends to fucking playing structured hockey. So that was a definitely a big wake up call. Jumping up and playing that structured hockey's never fun. And then uh, Midget Trips, I guess. Like you just played? Did you play one year or two years in four? <laughs> so I played. Uh, I played fifteens. I made it uh, oh, for fifteens, and then. Uh, Unfortunately, my second year midget, I didn't make it, and uh, it actually sucked because Boyle has a bylaw. If you don't play AAA, you have to play in Boyle. There's no ifs, ands, ors about it, so I was stuck in Boyle for my second year midget, and then I got back third year midget and played midget AAA. Then you uh, then then you got a little stint there with uh, Rocky and Kindle. Was that before you went to BC? Yeah, yeah, I went and uh, I was in Kindersley for a couple months there. Cup, <laughs> cup of coffee. Yeah, didn't get too much playing time, that's for sure. And they told me, like, hey, man, we got to get you playing. Like, you're a good hockey player, but we just don't have room for you right now. So they put you on the wire. But to be honest, they already know, like, every kid that's their December 1st deadline, they're trying to get rid of you. So I went and uh, they gave me the option to go play in Sycamuse, BC. So I ended up uh, heading over to BC. I had a good buddy. I played midget AAA there, uh, Devin Guerin. He was there. And uh, so, yeah, I called him right away. I was like, yeah, so I'm coming down. And it was a pretty cool experience living in BC. How sick is it living there? Man, honestly, I warmed up my vehicle twice the entire <laughs> winter. Like, uh, it was unreal. We actually lived in Enderby. I lived with five guys. Like, I had the best billet house. Like, it was wild, man. It was awesome. There's two guys from the States, two Americans on our team, and they didn't have their work visas. And I, I came there late. Like, I got there in December. So I was just a hockey bum all winter, man. I had no job. I just hung out with those boys, and it was awesome. That's sick. That's uh, that's gonna be a, a little bit of a dream there. You know, you're living like southern BC, playing juniors. Is there any like sick barns in that league? Like, I I really I guess can't say I'm too traveled there, but uh, like any any like anyone have a sick barn that really stands out? Honestly, no. That was one thing with the KI I noticed is like they all pretty much had seating on one side only. Uh, like none of them were like actually really nice ranks. I only made it to a couple too. Like I I played both 30 games in that league 
yeah, I only actually I, I went to Kamloops, uh, a few other places, but uh, yeah, none of the rinks were actually outstanding. I think the only ones I've heard that are like half decent in BC for like non BCHL are like Campbell River and then Fernie. Those are the two that everyone kind of says like, yeah, it's pretty sick if you're playing there. Yeah, yeah, I seen uh, pictures of Campbell River's dressing room. I had a few guys that came from there, and it looked pretty sweet. Not a bad setup, and then you uh, ended up through, oh my goodness, Jamie Evans. That still messages me every day. I don't know what the hell he's up to. I mean, you got dragged up to Cold Lake the exact same year I did. What a, what a coincidence. I mean, I can imagine it was just, actually, you had a sick setup, though. Like, you were hooked up, sick job. Like, I'm sure they probably got you a couple of twigs or whatever. But, yeah, what a year. How many coaches we go through? Oh fuck! Three sets almost that. <laughs> that was uh, okay. I mean, we won't we won't rip on the coaches too much, but how bad were the practices? Like, like all three sets of coaches just ran yeah. terrible practices. That was like the one thing about going down to Junior B after it's just the practices, man. I couldn't believe like how terrible they were compared to like. You know, playing midget triple A or junior A, like it's it was a big. That was the only thing. It was frustrating, that's for sure. Dude, the worst part was like our coach always talked. Well, the head coach at the end there. I don't know. He played AHL, and then the assistant crook played NHL, and I I don't get it. I don't know how you run that bit of practice if you actually were at that level. And I mean, unless you're getting like amnesia or something. But it was like all five on O's. Being attendee was stupid. I'm sure as a forward, it was just a waste of your time. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. All those regroups and just five on old, it was just nothing, nothing changed. Same practice every time. Do you remember when Sav was still in the house at the time? Also, shout out, they rented us a house, basically. Unreal. Yeah, not a big deal. Um, and so, do you remember? Is this Sav? It might have been tryouts or something. And it was like, oh, you guys just got out of school. Yeah, and, 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 I know. Yeah, did we? I mean, I think we got home. We probably shotgunned a few on the deck. You know, had a had a couple too many casuals before practice. I, I'm pretty sure that was like was that the tryouts or just like start of the season. But man, you got to remember that. Eh? Like living with Sav was a beauty. Also, oh man, yeah, that was awesome. A couple good times. That one time, we come home from the gym there. Sav was just finishing school, and he was moving back with his girlfriend. And I, so it's Wednesday night. Just get back from the gym. I walk in, and you and Sav are hammered on the couch. And you're like, wits, wits, we're going out, man. I'm like, man, there's no way I'm going out. Like, I got to go to work tomorrow or whatever. And Sav's like, man, I'm moving out. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? If we get one more guy, you guys get a hold of Berlaka. We'll go out. We give him a call. <laughs> He's just on his way back from his C-League game. He's got gotta talk to the wife but i think i can make her out boys got the green light fuck we went you didn't even make it out me sav berlaka go shut down twisted lizard of all places <laughs> walk to mcdonald's try and go through the drive-thru they don't take an order walk back to twisted lizard get a cab go back to mcdonald's rick i think we got to bed about 4 a.m what a one life. of the wilder wilder wednesday nights that's for sure Midweek in the jungle, midweek. I think one of the one of the funniest ones I've probably told it a million times is when your brother was in town. I don't know if he was playing or if it was like after the fact or something. I don't remember. But you guys went out 
was it was it a tryout week? Dude, spring camp. That spring, was spring camp. camp. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> spring camp. Okay, you and your brother go out, and I mean, no one can see a picture of you. We haven't tossed anything up on social media yet. But okay, you and your brother, good condition, jacked kids. You guys come home and you fill the whole like. Not the kitchen table, but you know, like that that table in the little living room area. You guys yeah. have that covered in Seven Eleven food, junk it's food, just... chips, chocolate bars, like uh, pizza, corn, corn dogs, dogs like everything corn you dogs. everything Eateries. you can think of. I don't know how much you spent there, but it was insane. <laughs> just the yeah, the Seven Eleven special. What yeah. what a time to be alive. Dude. Oh, that's it's the best when you're drunk, man. Seven Eleven or McDonald's every time. <laughs> now, I mean, as, as much as it sounds, we might have um, done horribly with our hockey careers, but yet again, we won a few games. We won a few games. You got any games that really stick out to you? You know, maybe it was something where Janner shit the bed, or maybe just something where you went and ripped it up after hanging out with Berlaka till four a.m. Well, that one time we're in playoffs, my first season, man. I think I played almost every. Saturday game hung over that season working full time and uh, it was like I went over I was hanging out with Jamie Miller and uh, we go over to his place and we start pre-drinking we head over to the Twisted Lizard again it was probably 9.30 and I already I was just get outside the bar 9.30 just start throwing up like I'm already hammered I'm throwing up go in party all night play next day play kill him Killam's at home and playoffs there, and I actually went down. I remember I got probably my nicest goal of the year. We had a big win the next day. That one was pretty awesome. And uh, there was always, of course, the one game hungover in Wayne right there. Power play. Kurt Franklin sends me a suicide pass on the PP, and Larson comes across center ice. Big boy. And just absolutely demolishes me. And I think that one got like six seven thousand views on facebook i uh i heard that one around the league for a couple years after actually that same shift he went and blew up kurt didn't he yeah he blew up kurt uh yeah same shift on the blue line and then uh i think actually next shift for me i ended up getting a goal which was nice to see but uh holy frick did i feel that one the rare occasion eh did you ever lead the team in points i don't know you you i mean you 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 tucked a few for sure uh, I led the team my last season, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You had to wait, uh, wait, wait till you're 20, 21? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Just let everyone else have the fun. Makes sense. Yeah. We had some pretty yeah. good rivalries with Wayne Wright, though. I like, like, if you think about it, for, like, for the jungle, I mean, that, how tough that league was. Like, we both had solid teams when we were playing them. Like, it was always a good battle. Oh, I bet you, like, the top nine forwards on each team have either played midget triple a or had a stunt in junior a uh you know, both top goalies in the leagues like yourself and then kate spencer <laughs> but uh yeah no those were like i mean wainwright they went and won the the keystone last year i believe like they're they've won provincials two years in a row now like they're a hell of a club out there and then like our team they had five league championships uh, you know, like tons of local talent, tons of good guys in town, and like I said, everyone had played midget AAA or junior A somewhere before. Just wagons, just wagons. Yeah, that was a. That's one of the things I don't think kids really get that anymore. Of like, it's just like when you're living in a small town playing juniors, like you're literally like a family with the boys, and I know it gets like thrown around. But like we're so like we're so close, like and like every weekend, it's like yeah, I mean, you got no one else to hang with. You're gonna hang with the boys. Whereas guys who play in like Sherwood Park or Spruce Grove, Calgary, it's a joke. Like, I mean, it's not even like you're 
like you see your teammates at the rink and that's it. Yeah, no, like here, yeah, like you said, you see that's that's the only people you have to hang out with, man. I couldn't imagine moving to Cold Lake without playing hockey. I wouldn't know anyone, you know what I mean? <laughs> you just get your truck broken into every weekend for fun. Yeah. What a place, what a place. Dude, you watch much NHL? I, I think I've got a couple of your snaps. You're starting to follow the Oilers a little bit, eh? Yeah, well, this is the first year I uh, joined Fantasy or whatever. No I way. more free time, and so I, I do keep a little more track. And, uh, yeah, Oilers had a tough one, tough loss last night. They play again tonight at 6. I'm definitely going to check that one out. So i got to make it to a game. Actually, I'm taking my little brother on the 19th of January. I believe there's a Battle of Alberta for his 18th birthday. I'm going to take him to the game in Edmonton here, which will be nice. That's sick. Is your little brother good at hockey? Like, is he going to, is he going to, like, follow the, the Cold Lake train or what? Uh, uh, he's all beat up. He's got a bad got a bad knee and a bad shoulder now and i think both of them might need surgery so i think he's, he might uh i think he's gonna finish his last year of minor hockey here and then i think he has to take a year off so we'll see maybe you just gotta train him whip him back into shape eh yeah yeah get him beast up yeah. i'm definitely rocking my wnp sweater right now you might as well toss out a plug too eh like i mean you're obviously doing some sick shit compared to like everyone else who's on the team Okay, not everyone. Most of the guys, dude. Like, I mean, you might as well. It's a it's a free plug for you, dude. What are you doing with uh, Wits Nutrition and Performance? Yeah, so I uh, I decided about two years ago to uh, go ahead and get certified as a personal trainer. So, uh, okay, when you mom, say that, you say that humbly, but you were up at like four a.m. every day before work. It's a grind. I mean, we're I, you were doing that while playing hockey, weren't you too? So like. You were pumping out days. Yeah, like I uh, I actually, right now I get up at 3.45 every morning and then I'll, I'll work on my business. I usually get an hour and a half in and then I leave for work at 5.30 now and I'm home by 5.15 so it's not too bad. But yeah, when I got certified I had to, I started in May, actually right after the hockey season and yeah, I started back then. I used to only have to get up at 5 in the morning because I didn't work till 8. And yeah, I did my, took me about six months. I did it all online. I got certified there, and then in January of this year, I went ahead and started actually with my company, Wits Nutrition and Performance. So now, actually, I got my website online, and then, yeah, I'm helping people out. It's great. I've sold a few hoodies. Uh, seem to be a popular hit. People seem to like them, so it's been awesome. <laughs> no, dude, it, it's sick. And I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're obviously helping out hockey players and beauties now, so all those younger guys, like, it's so key. Everyone's just getting in better shape and... You know, less guys are able to play hungover and get hat tricks after they're out till four a.m. So, kind of a <laughs> yeah. kind of a, a rare time. Uh, things are obviously changing. One thing I didn't ask you, I always want to ask like everyone I've ever played against. I always got to ask like, who's like the best hockey player you ever played against, or like one of like the the toughest like defenseman or someone. Toughest defenseman or best hockey player? God, that's a tough one. I gotta think back in the days there now. Uh, man, I'm just drawing a blank on this one. I'm trying to think if I should go Junior B, Midget Trips, or Junior A. Putting like, you on the spot course. here. I mean, uh, any, any of those, like, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, you were at Vimy, so obviously, like, you know, a guy like DeBrusque comes to mind, right? Yeah, like, DeBrusque, he was in, like, I was in the Hockey Academy with DeBrusque. We had Riley Simpson at Vimy Ridge. We had... Uh, Oh, all the, all the Quinville brothers, Tyler Benson went to school there. Like, there was just a elite level of hockey players there. Like, it was pretty crazy. Jeez. And then, pretty well, good. Little Hags, too. He's ripping up Red Deer now. 
Yeah, no, he's doing well for himself, man. Like, that's awesome. He uh, signed his NHL contract this year. So I believe he signed the full full uh, entry level. So I think it's a two-way. But, uh, no, he's gonna he signed with Chicago. That's pretty sweet. Sick. Chi-Town. Yeah. Hang out with uh, Johnny Taves. But, no, I mean, dude, give me a D-man. Who's, a, who's that one D-man you hated to play against? Like, who was giving you cross-checks in the ribs? You know, maybe taking an extra run at you. A couple extra <laughs> face washes. I know Cody you were Bird man. Bird. <laughs> Bird man back in the day. He's a beauty. He's actually in town. He works in Cold Lake now. He no way. Like, he's an awesome guy, but fuck playing against him. He's definitely probably had one of the like he would have been like a top skill guy in the league for sure. And uh I remember I had him, he like closed him off like he had to dump it in or whatever. Coming across the ice. Closed him off, going to just like running across the ice and uh he just let the puck go, stopped, and just threw a bow right in my face, man. Almost knocked me out. Like, every time, he just bows all day. Man, that'd be funny. We gotta get some of those, like, like Bird, Fisher. I mean, some of those Wainwright guys, like, obviously they're beauties now. But, like, man, we had some good rivalries. It'd be funny to get them on, hear, hear their side of the story. Larson? Oh, that's the best, like, uh, going to BBJ, man. You almost run in every hockey player you ever played against. And, yeah, when you see anyone from the league but the Wainwright boys, that's yeah, pretty hilarious. Telling stories and laughing about all that stuff. Like, that Larson hit comes up every time, obviously. And, no, it's fun. Meeting hockey players off the ice is actually one of the funnest things, man. Like, you play against them, you hate them. Even, actually, I ran into Kyle Sanders. Of all <laughs> people, I'd be this this summer there, it's like some guy's just, number 10, number 10. Like, what the hell is going on? I like look across the bar and it's like Kyle Sanders, man. I ended up hanging out with him all they do. is pretty funny. Freaking A. No, that's sweet. That's, uh, I mean, that just shows how small the hockey world is. But with Stu, we might be running a little bit long. Loved having you on. We're going to have to have you on again. I mean, we'll get some more stories out of you. Maybe we'll get like Donnie or someone on too. I'm sure he's going to have some funny ones. Oh god, yeah, we could have some good ones for sure, dude. All those times we had you, uh, we were up till four in the morning partying, and you come rip out the ox cord. <laughs> four four a.m. was the cutoff. As soon as it yeah. got to four, I was it had to go. I, dude, I actually, I totally, I need to ask you about this one. That nine eight playoff game where we won at home, dude. <laughs> was that the craziest game you've ever been in? Like. Honestly, I don't remember making a single save, and we came out of it with a win. Yeah, 9-8 playoff game, OT winner. That was hilarious, man. You had the winner too, eh? Yeah. And it was a garbage one. It was a garbage oh, one, right? Like, terrible. I'm long tired. range. Yeah, I was tired. I walked in over the blue line, and I just took like a little screenshot. I don't even know if it came off the ice, and it went in, and yeah, the crowd blew up. It was fucking, it was awesome. Pretty impressive to win my worst hockey game of all time, but yet again, Wits, bro, I appreciate you coming on. Everyone go check out Wits Nutrition and Performance. Buddy, yeah, we are going to have to have you on again, and let's uh, definitely, let's definitely get Donnie on. Yeah, let's do that. Thanks, of course. Wits coming on the pod. Guy's a beauty, of course. Go follow, uh, give him a little shout out. Wits Nutrition and Performance. Guy's yoked. Never met anyone. Is just ripped, shredded. And he also loves to gas beers. So, of course, he fits in with the pod. Uh, that one brought to you any day, Rose. Of course, we're sipping on it right now. You can hear Adam's little uh, pop crack. He did that before. Wasn't going to do it on the show. Whatever, not a big deal. Uh, any day rosé, it's amazing. It's a rosé cider based of a blend of 85% cider, 
15% real rosé wine quality stuff. Uh, it's the first wine available to be purchased with a Venmo. Yeah, Venmo, Americans. Sick. It's like an easier PayPal. So uh, first for that, yeah, it's the rosé is actually crafted right in California. Quality stuff, as I said. It's got a perfect taste, too. You know, it's just a one word, crisp. Great drink. Oh, and of course, uh, it's got an alcohol content of 6.9%. How are you? Great product. Uh, and of course, hey, now that they're partnered with the World Hockey Report, boys, you know what that means. That's, that's 10% off your purchase. Use our promo code, World Hockey Report. Doesn't matter. It's not even case sensitive. I was going to say all caps. Thank you, SeatGeek, for uh, putting that one on our heads. But yeah, use World Hockey Report. Get 10% off. Great quality product. I mean, you're getting around the holiday time. You want something you can sip on with the family? You want to impress some people? Any day rose. You got to get that. Let's get it. Get it. Adam, I mean, I know you're, uh, you're, you're a big Instagram guy. I see you on there all the time. Dude, how sick are some of those like uh, pictures? Guys skating on clear lakes and rivers. I don't even know where they are or I don't know where they find them. Those are some pretty sweet pictures, though. Eh? Like, we should, we should, I don't know, should we like hold, we should like get our listeners to send us some of those pictures. Looks unreal. You know what I'm talking about, right? That's, yeah. Um, Drager already does that. Like, he just gets people to tweet, tweet and pics of their backyard rinks. It's actually sweet. Like, people are like, all right, like, it's ice, but like, it's the most Canadian and almost Saskatchewan thing to say because obviously like bc they're not making many outdoor rinks or any of that but oh yeah it's it's, nothing says winter like looking at pictures of odrs on twitter but yeah i want to see where all those places are like they're probably like an interior bc or like kind of somewhere in alberta where it's just they have all the all the mountains there and well patch of snow covered off there's how sketchy does that look though i don't know if i'd have the balls to to go on some of those honestly what happens if you follow like fall through how do you who measures how thick it is in the middle i mean it might just be me worrying about these things but it looks a little bit sketchy i don't think you're gonna fall through i'm kind of worried of like like how far could you skate yeah because it's i guess that that makes sense in a way like how far can you skate for until the ice like you had a soft spot yeah, that's nightmare material right there. Honestly, what would be worse? Like you're just going full tilt, eh? And all of a sudden, crack right through. Get me out of there. I think I think they would, if you're out on that ice, you would definitely have somebody who you're in the know with about. Yeah, someone you take a snap. Someone's taking a Snapchat behind you while you're going full bore. All of a sudden, you crack and sink. What's he going to do? He's following behind you, going a buck ten as well, except he's holding a Snapchat or a cell phone up, getting you on Snapchat. He's going to follow you. We should do that, though. We should we yeah, should get people. Know. You have a sick backyard rink, though, don't you? Don't the trouts do something cool? Yeah, I got to work on it, though. Oh, so you've been slacking. I've been pretty lazy with it, but I take pride in when it's good ice. Wow. Might have to uh, swing by there. You're going to have to get the little bro to help you out, too. Now that he's uh, somewhat yeah, back. I... You got to get a picture yeah. of World Hockey Report on Twitter. We are there at, or, uh, at World Hockey RPT. Maybe we'll do a little contest, see if people want to throw some pictures up, say Custodian. Maybe we'll chuck you a t-shirt. Maybe we'll chuck you some new energy or uh, any day rosé. Of course, if you're over the age of 21, 
because it's American. Get that right. Uh, yeah, not a big deal there. Let's talk NHL team names. Adam, picture this. You're the owner of the new Seattle NHL franchise. What are you putting on that jersey? Well, just to start off, you know, I don't want to say anything in 20, soon to be 2019, that's going to rub people the wrong way. Like some, like the team names, you know, Blackhawks, uh, Braves, um, Indians, Redskins, all those, but Baby is just, for, just for reference, yeah, just for reference, the, uh, the North Dakota Fighting Sioux, that's, that was their name for what, 50 or 60 years of history. And they had to change to the Fighting Hawks. But when we were touring the North Dakota rink, we were chatting with the guy about it because it was, it was pretty recent at the time. Like it was, this was a couple years ago, I think it was a year after we said, um, like, Oh yeah. The name change. He goes, you want to hear something? He goes, there was like a smudge ceremony or like a peace ceremony about us honoring them with that name. So, and I think, it's, I think that's how a lot of them work. Like at the time you're honoring, like, like whoever the name is about, you're honoring them with the name and like you have an agreement on it. But with Seattle, I think that the name should, should resemble, resemble something with totems. Cause I know there's like, like the, if you look at the Thunderbirds logo, like there's a lot of art in it. Like it's just a bird, but there's a lot of like art in the logo and Seattle's close to like, kind of like forest and stuff like that. They already have that like junior team that's named the totems. So I don't know if that's like something where they'd want to be original and not use that. But I, I do like it. Like, I think it's cool. I do like the whole green theme, right? So it makes sense. But yet again, I see what you're saying is like, in five years, people are probably going to be protesting that and, I don't know, stop going to games. It's kind of like, it's like a hippie area. I mean, it's basically southern BC, northwestern states. Yeah, I can see them protesting shit out there. Yeah, but all all their teams have blue and blue and green or something like that. Uh but it's kind of weird because how many teams in the NHL like are rivals and d- have the same colors? Like I don't think it's any because obviously they expect this big, uh, big rivalry um, with the Canucks and they have blue and green. But I think the Canucks' idea with the blue and green was that the ocean's there and the forest is there, which is pretty much two things, Vancouver. So yeah. Well, if you think of it, I mean those Oilers' ugly ass orange jerseys. And the Flames kind of have, a, have orange, too. So they're, like, trying to be similar colors. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, that's, that's stretching it. What are what are the options for the team name, though? I know uh, what was the betting favorite. Was it Kraken? Or maybe not. Maybe that was just a name. No, like, I, everyone was talking about that. I don't really get it, though. Like, the only thing I know about Kraken is, is it, isn't it a type of alcohol? And that's, like... That's expensive alcohol. I think it was my family uh, gift exchange last oh, year. Oh, really? I wanted it. What does your family do for Christmas? Do you guys go yeah. all out for that? Uh, not really. Like, it's just standard, standard family big, big Christmas. Big gift I exchange? Think. Like, do you pick names out of a hat? Or do you do, like, the Chinese gift exchange? Uh, no. Well, yeah, I think, I think you, uh, it was my first time in it last year because. That was year you finally got cut off from the relatives, I guess, which kind of sucks. I'd way rather just that, but yeah, you like draw numbers and then the gift can be stolen twice or whatever. Okay, so that's like the Chinese um, gift, kind of like yeah. the office. 
kind of like the office. Yeah, like the the office when Michael gets that oven mitt and he gives out an iPod. <laughs> I haven't watched that in so long. That that might be an episode to to crack here in the near future. Great thing though. Uh, I Christmas I just episode. pulled up the Seattle team odds. Totems is the favorite according to Darren Rovell. That's I think. Oh, that Dad, guy. I don't really know him. Bovada. You want to know something about that yeah. guy? Every every single time that uh, something happens that's like an underdog story or something like that, he'll tweet the life story of Jose Altuve, like the second baseman on the Houston Astros, that he wasn't good enough to play. He got cut, told not to come back, was invited back on a on a contract, and then he's like, oh, yeah, and then he won the World Series, and then he won the MVP, and then he's like, and then he made $150 million. Like, it's like, man, like, just relax. And I swear he's tweeted that probably 15 times. I've got no clue who this guy is, so I'm going to take – I'm. No, he's like a big like. Take your word, not follow. He's like a big guy on, a big like pro sports guy on Twitter. If like, if a food at a stadium's really cheap, he'll tweet that out. Or if like something's really expensive, like he'll tweet that. Out. Just like, kind of facts like so he's, that. So he's covering the hard hitting stuff, eh? Seems okay, like back it. to the odds that you cut me off from. Uh, Totems the heavy favorite, Emeralds. That is the softest team name in the league. Rainiers. Rainiers, but like R A I N, so it's kind of like rain. I don't know. That seems stupid. Sock guys, I like that one. Kraken, uh, yeah, big fan. Renegades, no, that's stupid. That's too football. Sea lions and seals, I guess, are the exact same. It just reminds me too much of California. Evergreens. I mean, can you pick a more boring team name? The whales. I mean, shout out Connecticut, Wales, or whatever, the NWHL or CWHL, whatever one. Cougars, I mean, that's just stealing a name. Eagles, you're stealing like an ECHL team's name. And Fire, well, arguably one of the scummiest OHL franchises in the past 20 years. They don't pay their guys, though, because they don't have money for it. But, yeah, I would not go with Firebirds. I like Sock Guys and Kraken. I mean, you could do some damage with those jerseys. I think totems is sweet. Um, like sea lions is kind of cool, no. but if it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a wimpy it's a bit of a wimpy name for a for a hockey team. I don't really know what sea lions have to do with Seattle. Um, yeah, I think uh, totems or yes, I could get I could get with sockeyes. Like, I don't think there's any there's not really any fish names in the NHL. I know Nashville catfish, but like. Not many fish names. Speaking of jerseys, though, did you see those LA Kings jerseys? Their Laker warm-up jerseys. Yeah, those are sweet. And even LeBron tweeted about it. Oh, really? LeBron, how's he doing? Yeah. I I honestly don't pay attention to that stupid league. Like, saw the Raps obviously doing sick, but like, is LeBron like? Are they going to win the NBA championship? No, they're they're waiting for some big free agents to come there in the off season. But who even knows if they're going to come? How there? old is that guy? He's got. Oh, that's a that's a bad goal. He's got to be getting there. Are you watching the the Canada game right now? Uh just just highlights. Ian Scott led a goal. You or, well now it's two goals. They just scored another one. He led two goals. You probably shouldn't be letting in if you're trying out for a team. Um, but no, he's LeBron's. Like he's like 
kind of three, four years from just kind of shutting her down, I think. How about uh, who's who's in net for U Sports? Is it still Paperni? They don't have goalies. They just rotate the three Canada ones. No. They definitely have. No, yeah. you're full of it. No. Ian Scott was in net for, for Canada or for uh, U Sports. They just rotate them. I don't think any. I don't even think any. Maybe they're invited, but uh, Morgan Frost just scored on Ian Scott. Really? So. Wow. Yeah, because they're evaluating the goalies. Like they're not evaluating Paperni. I know, but I thought they had a no. Like I literally, I'm gonna fact check based off of lineups tweeted out for yesterday or for December 12th scheme. It says Jordan Paperni starts for U Sports. Oh, I didn't want. I didn't want. Maybe only gets half the game. Okay, maybe. So, uh, fun fact: that's a guy who Brandon Wheat Kings. I'm not going to chirp them. Maybe a little bit of a low blow in a sense that, yeah, the the kid was supposed to get drafted a little bit higher. Then they traded up, drafted Paperni, obviously worked out sick for him. Did he win a dub championship? No, he didn't. He didn't win any. I don't think so. Did he? Who was their goalie the year they made it to to the uh, Mem Cup in Red Deer, which would have been 2016? They won. They would have um, been. Yeah, he did. He did. He won. I, th- I think it was. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So, I mean, obviously it makes sense. Like, he was like a high – like, they traded up to get him, like, top 10, I think, in the dub draft. So. Yeah, he was, he was a high Solid pick. 10. He played a lot, a lot in the dub. Also had a little crack at the uh, American League, too. But sometimes that's more who you know. Uh, moving on. Oh, I guess while we're talking about junior hockey, another thing I wanted to mention is, like, I see all these like Sunday showcases on TV and stuff. There's some pretty cool new junior barns. Like honestly, even like the queue and stuff, which I thought was always a dump, not looking horrible. Like there's not too many art houser centers out there anymore, eh? Who's got who's got some of the best junior barns? Like let, let's say like I, I mean like just just strictly junior yeah, barns. Yeah, like not like Rogers place. Like it can, I can't be like Yeah, no. Like that, yeah. that doesn't count. Like obviously they didn't do anything there. They just showed up. I talked to a couple guys, and they said all the all the Saskatchewan rinks are kind of a dump, like just because they're like pretty much midget glorified midget AAA rinks. Have um, you ever tried to park at Moose? Like Medicine, rink? yeah, once. There's a night they don't have any parking. They they basically put their rink in the middle of downtown and said park wherever. Yeah, they put it in like a Safeway parking um, lot. Yeah, Moose Jaws is actually kind of nice. Uh, Medicine Hat had a new one a couple of years ago, like. Their old one, 4,006 people every single game. So it was a sellout. That's all they could fit. Uh, there's like 7,000. I think it's pretty nice. The The Vancouver Giants one is like a university one. It's a multi-sport. Um, like I think like the lacrosse team plays out of there. The university team plays out of there, like Trinity Western. Do they still play in no, – um, they don't play in Langley anymore, do they? Do they still? Yeah, they do. Oh, geez, yeah. that's a dumb. Yeah. That's, that's kind of dust because all the players live in Tawasin or something like that, so it's a 40-minute drive to a game. Sick. Like, the, their players get they get gas cards, I think. Yeah, it's not paying them at um, all, eh? My favorite... No, well, it's... I don't know. My favorite is Cologne, I think. It's kind of weird, though, because they, like, their dressing rooms basically like on the concourse. So they have a half the concourse sectioned off, but I think for atmosphere and just it's right on the water and 
they have like a sick goal horn and like their goal song is literally like just like Rocket by Def Leppard. Sweet. You, you um, love my Kelowna. buddy. We'll have to get. Uh, you've got a sweet place. Got a, we'll have to a get a crush on a town or city. I think a lot of people do, man. Like that's like the most vacation spot in Canada. I think probably up there. But uh, we'll have to get my one of my buddies. He's uh he's in London right now because uh, a guy through through work his or this guy's work his kid is the uh, I think athletic therapist for the Knights. So they're they're visiting him right now. So they're getting the full treatment in London. Oh, dude, guaranteed they got flown in. Probably getting paid to be there. No, they they had. Well, no, they're just. Oh, visiting. they're just family. They're, well, I, they're, I thought they said uh, it was like the like the athletic like trainer's family. And I was like, oh, yeah, London's got some money. Uh, yeah. No, we'll have to we'll have to chat about London because apparently that's a pretty sweet barn. Well, sweet place to play, right? You get make make more than the American League. Yeah, well, I was having like this conversation with my dad. I think a couple days ago, and he's just like, "So how, like, how could they have just that much high end talent every year? Like, why would Patrick Kane go and play there? Why would Andre Kostitsin go and play there? Why would Matthew Kachuk go and play there? How does Adam Bokovic just show up there in the middle of September? Like, just so so many guys just show up there out of the blue in their top fifteen picks." I heard a crazy story. I mean, I don't know how much you follow American, but like the United States Hockey League, the USHL, I heard a couple of teams there in some hot yeah. water. So there's, there's a few guys definitely, uh, you know, spending extra years playing juniors when they should be playing Div 1 because, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're helping their bank account. Let's go with that. So you always love to hear that. Yeah, it's it's all the best. is uh, The best is the tampering stories, like, like this is more so an NHL level, but you're technically not allowed to have any contact, or you used to not be able to uh, to have any contact with the player prior to July 1st. I think they switched that because they knew what a crock of shit that was. But how weird was it when NHL free agency would, NHL free agency would start, and a guy would sign within like three guys would sign in the first 20 minutes? Like you think they worked out a contract that fast? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's just people turning a blind eye, right? Yeah, well, exactly. And it's just, and then I heard the story yesterday about this is an NBA reference, but I'm sure it happens all levels. Like the Raptors have Kawhi Leonard, and the Clippers have sent a guy to 75% of the games, and they you're not allowed to go and talk to them, but they definitely can like give them the sup nod from the crowd and like let them know you're there and stuff like that, like. Technically not tampering, but it's definitely like you're walking some sort of line. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's pretty funny actually. When I was oh geez, I mean I want to say it was my second year. We played Phoenix at home, and uh, we we swept them. It was a three game series, so it was just a grind of a weekend. After that, like we did a handshake that season. It was the stupidest thing. Like you should never do a handshake in junior hockey for one. Like you don't want to be shaking hands and smiling at a guy you just battled with for three games. But after the coaches were in there and so their coach pulled me aside, he's like, Hey, uh, would you want to come play in Phoenix? And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. Like living in the sun compared to driving through two feet of snow in Montana winter. I was like, it doesn't sound horrible. They had a couple of student kids down there back in the day. And of course my coach is like standing right there, just hawkeyeing me after though. You get a congratulations on the win too. I think it was like a, I don't know, maybe a shutout. He's like, uh, what did he say to you? 
I was like, oh, he just said good game. And he's like, no, he didn't. He tried to recruit you. And I was like, holy, like, let's just calm down here. It's juniors. There's nothing crazy happen. But that got to love tampering at the finest. It happens at all levels. You're not going to stop it. And so, I mean, as you said, like, you know, have send in a guy there to give a suck nod. What's the point? Why don't you just tell someone, like, text your friend, like, hey, go and talk to this guy. Tell him to come here. We're going to pay him X amount. Well, is that really tampering? It's kind of just like, hey, this is straightforward. What's going to happen? Every every team does it, but just the thing that's different with with London, like, for example, you see it in Swift Curran Regina this year. They obviously don't pay their players, and they're, like, one of the worst teams in the league because that's how junior hockey is supposed to work, where you make your run at it, you draft your players with your high picks, make your run at it, and then you don't really plan to have anything for two or three years. For some reason, London can make a run at it every year and just have things every single year, which just doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that uh, sounds about right. Sounds about right. And um, well, I, I think uh, last one for but you. If you uh, if you wanna if you wanna go to any London night games this year or any games really. Why don't you check out SeatGeek? SeatGeek is an app that aggregates tickets from all over the web to make buying simple. Tickets are given a grade based on value, a 1 to 10 score, to let you know if you're getting a good or bad deal. View from the seats lets you see where you're going to sit so you don't end up in a pool like at Old Rutherford Rink in Saskatoon. Wow, you haven't used that one in about Down the app. Well, you know, miss it. Uh, down the app. Uh, use our promo code WorldHockeyReport, all caps, no spaces, for twenty dollars off your first order. That's WorldHockeyReport, all caps, no spaces, for twenty dollars off your first order. Why did they do all caps? Or did we do that? I don't remember. Like, is it cap sensitive? Even I think every every. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe we're gonna have to. Uh, that's. I was just head out there when we. I was just sent the code, and it's this is your code. So I don't. I feel like it is, and most things aren't case sensitive. But couldn't tell you. But yet again, shout out SeatGeek, Yotes tickets. Uh, thank you very much. Not a big deal. Last one I wanted to ask you though. Um, I saw the blog up. Well, you did another blog too. You did a, a little dub power rankings there, but also World Juniors blowout edition. Another shout out Matt Neef, uh, Kids Beat. He's gonna chip in a couple of blogs here and there covering some world junior stuff for us what's your best world junior memory don't just go to the jordan everly one like i want something like creative here i could tell you my worst i don't want to hear it because i've heard it 77 times martin jones is a sick tender yeah um that's a tough one like the actually here's a cool story i don't think i told i was at the 05 gold medal game in grand forks really that's pretty sick yeah like like the dream team like the Dream Team gold medal game with like Jeremy Carlton, Crosby, Ovechkin, Malkin, Jeremy Carlton, yeah, uh, all those guys. We were me, my dad, my brother were there. It was like a last minute thing because my dad's buddy was a scout with the team, and he wasn't. They had tickets, and nobody was using them. Somehow we got to go. I don't know, but it was sweet. And the states, the states were playing, and Phil. Ke- well, we went to the bronze too, and. Phil Kessel was on the States, I remember. But um, how about the other day? This is just, well, I, I mean, the Taves one was sweet. I was watching at my grandparents' house when he scored the three three shootout goals, and 
Price was in that, and Kane would just Kane and Johnson would just reply, which was sweet. Um, the state's goalie Jeff Frazee, he was talking about on uh, on Chicklets the other day. You hear that? No, I did not, because uh, I only listen to the best uh, yeah. hockey podcasts. Yeah, you listen to your own pod, hey? Um, really? No, it was just <laughs> yeah. Jeff Jeff Fraze was the goalie in that because he had the the Minnesota Golden Gophers yellow pads when Taves scored the shootout. I remember, like, I don't know if it's a favorite moment, but, like, that year that Liney and Pooley-Ivy were on the fins, like, that was nasty. Um, the Canada-USA New Year's game when it was in Saskatoon, and Nazem Kadri scored one of the sickest shootout goals I've ever seen, where he just, like, deked, I think it was Jack Campbell, just absolutely embarrassed Jack Campbell, and Canada won that game, but... Obviously lost the gold medal. The gold medal game was sweet, though. I mean, Eberle's two game time goals or whatever in the last two minutes. Like that was that was nasty. But yeah, I like it's hard to not it's hard to not just pick the obvious ones where it's just like oh yeah, like you know Eberle's goal in Ottawa where he tied it with five seconds left. I, I remember yeah, watching like, that at my uh, grandma's house uh, too. It was like practice or a late night game, and I was like, we got to watch this game. We got to watch this game. Had the family drive. We were in Swift, right? So we just went to uh, my grandparents' place. I was standing around the door. I was pretty much bawling my eyes out, ready to leave. Like, nope, Canada's losing. Heartbroken, Janner. And Everly comes through clutch. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Um, another one. Underrated. Very underrated. I believe I believe it was Zabinijad, too. OT winner. one nothing game over oh, the Russians. Calgary. Yeah. And Makarov, the four, the Blades yeah, goalie. Yeah, that was a pretty sick game. Really enjoyed that. That would have been sweet if Canada came back that year when they were down 6-1 and got it to 6-5 and then hit the post. No, it wasn't. They were down 5-1. Then they brought it back like close, and then it was like, yeah, it was like 6-5. But what the hell was it? Wedgwood? I think because Netsov had the hat trick in that Who one. Who was the tendy, though? Yeah, it, uh, Scott Wedgwood and Mark Fizzantine. Oh, yeah. That was a that was a dumpster fire. That's a that's a rough go. There's there's been a couple there's been a couple dumpster fires like Mackenzie Blackwood and Mason Holy. McDonald and Malcolm Malcolm Subban and Jordan Bennington. Like I, I was it, like the last those. time we had a like yeah oh yeah it's it hasn't been been pretty. It's always like how about Sweden's on their like thirty seven game win streak at the World Juniors and they've won one gold medal. And I think it was the Sabanage that won the last ten I years. I can't stand Swedes. I got nothing good to say about them. That's where we're gonna end this pod. <laughs> they they they've had too much. I don't care how much it's positive. Yeah, oh, I mean have you ever I guess you, yeah you've got you've got a couple of friends we won't talk about that on the pod. Yeah. Nice. Uh I mean if yeah. you've ever met someone from Sweden though like I'm not going to paint them all with the same brush because there is a couple like like decent ones, but for the most part, oh my goodness, stay away. Like they're they're yeah, just I, like ugh, I don't know, icky people. I'll go with that, icky. So we're today. All right, of course. Yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out, Twitter and Instagram. Shout out, Sea Greek, uh, nice one. Uh, Any day, Rose, New Energy, All Beauties. Use our promo code World Hockey Report. Use all caps. Don't use all caps. Doesn't matter. Like. If it works, sweet. Now you're just helping out the boys, and of course, you're looking like a beauty. Uh, t- t-shirts are up there. If you want a new t-shirt, we'll probably uh, get a contest going. Give away some free swag before the Christmas time. 
since it is uh, holiday season. Adam, get any last words for the fans? Uh, no, but just for reference, our contest will be running through Instagram. We will push it on Twitter, but it will be running through Instagram. We, we so might run three contests. For we, people. We contests on Instagram, the Twitter, Facebook, a little bit of everything. We'll surprise you. You got to stay up to date. You got to be following us on all of those. Let's get, let's, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Ah!